Today is Halloween, and I am by myself recording. But before we start this special edition of the Benchwarmers Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast, I want to make a short announcement. First thing I want to quickly say is to everybody who supported us and everyone who has listened to our episodes or even just gave us a checkout or even liked us on Facebook, shared us on Facebook, did anything that involved our channel, not only do I thank you, the whole team of Benchwarmers Club thanks you. It's been a tough time for the podcast. There's been points when it's almost been discontinued. Mostly because of time. Time is so valuable. And also, the idea of, do I love doing this? That's been the other thing. Do I love a project that might not go anywhere? That has more risk than it does reward? Am I just wasting effort? The answer is no. Because deep down, no matter what I think sometimes and no matter how busy I get, I love the microphone. And there's always a truth I have to tell you guys on every edition of Benchwarmers Club. I'm hoping to get more content out there. I'm working a lot of night shifts. I'm very busy. Time is definitely of short order. There's not a lot of it, but I'm trying. Here's something though I do want to throw out there. The show is trying to expand and we're trying to gain more followers. And with that, I feel like our show needs some more professionality to it. It needs to get a little more professional. I am going to be trying to incorporate ads. If you have a small business or you are any business, I will promote your business for free. Just send me two keywords or two buzzwords you want me to use in an ad and I will read it. My brother will read it or Simmer will read it on every main event with J&J where we usually get some people who listen and hopefully if people, you know, hear we have ads and stuff and maybe you want to listen to your ad on our show, I'm more than happy to play pretty much anyone who has an ad. I'm just trying to, it also I feel like we'll fill in more time and we can have little breaks in between points and the structure of the show is going to be getting fixed up a little. No longer is it going to be as random, which when I first started the pod, the concept was going to be this was a little bit of an anarchy show, where anything could happen and any topic could come up. But I, for now on, am going to be having a lot more order to it. For now on, on episodes of Main Event with J&J, you're going to get three main stories and then prediction scores and kind of going over a few teams and their paths. It's just what we're doing right now isn't working. I realize it's not working and there's not enough structure. So the goal is going to be an NBA story, an NFL story, or two NFL stories because usually there's some big ones, and then a third story that could be NBA or football as well, but we're going to try to, you know, get into other sports and see what kind of big headlines are happening so we can give our takes on it. Again, the show will not be covering stuff like China or even uh, other kind of controversial issues just because I feel like it's not really our platform and it's also not really our job. We want to cover sports and we understand politics infringes with sports, but I think sports are a time where we want to get away from politics. I know I do. That's why I can't really stand ESPN much anymore. That's for, you know, sports and politics, they still mix. And that's why it's not going to be on this channel ever. And if it ever is, as always, I will put a disclaimer so you know there are politics involved. But my plan is not to have any of that anytime soon. 
my shows of flying solo and my top 10 list and stuff like that like i know my corn video was a little bit of a hit are gonna be still the kind kind of random fun goofy stuff so that's pretty much all i got for you guys right now we're gonna get right into the episode So I think when you make a top 10 Iron Maiden songs list, you got to be very careful because you can screw it up so terribly by forgetting about how huge their discography is. They have so many songs and just so many hits and just so much of everything. They at times are incredibly heavy. They are at times a little softer, never like out of the metal realm, but at times you can definitely argue they're not as heavy as you think they are. They're just also grand in a spectacular way, unlike Korn that's always super heavy and hitting you in the face 24-7. Iron Maiden lets you breathe a little. They let you kind of connect a little more with their music. I only mentioned Korn because that was, I believe, the last list I did. I'm planning on making a top 5 or top 10 new metal band list, but it's very difficult because I have to get enough energy to think and talk about new metal. But I'm very excited to do this list on Halloween, and I hope it turns out well. So just pulling up my list now, I'm very excited. I gotta... So let's just, you know, just dive right into this list. Number 10. It was a toss-up. You could definitely argue for the song, some caught some more in time. But I'm not going that direction. Although I think the song's phenomenal, it's not where I wanted to go here because in my mind it drags a little too much. Instead, we're going to go with The Evil Men Do. This song is definitely not the heaviest on the album. And in fact, you can argue it's a little lighter. But it is the centerpiece, I'd say, of the album. In the sense that it's kind of right in the middle. It is kind of a middle point of it. And it ties the rest of the album together nicely. And when you listen to it on vinyl, it fits perfectly on where it is. It's a good transition kind of track. I In the beginning of the song and the end of the song, I'm kind of glued to... My ears are glued to the phone or glued to wherever I'm listening to it on. And that's why it's number 10, not for any specific reason. I The instruments are fine, but they're not overwhelmingly amazing, nor is like the singing or anything compared to all the other Maiden stuff, which by the way, Maiden's just incredible and amazing all the time. I'm just saying compared to anything else, it's not like out of anything crazy, but it's just a good song and it's my number 10. Now this is more so the main list. Number 10 was really hard to do, but now we can dive into the bigger hits. Number nine's El Dorado. Definitely the newest song on this list, and to tell you the truth, I think the lyrics are a little bit, like, there's nothing crazy about them. It's just kind of your basic story, adventure sort of tale about El Dorado. Not much is really going on besides it's kind of a narration, but it's it's a fine song. It, I think it, it won a Grammy for something. It sounds very good live, and I think that's why it's on here, because of how good it sounds live. So number eight, Run to the Hills. 
A lot of people would probably have thought that I would have put this a lot higher, but I think this song is very overrated. It tells a chilling tale of colonization and tells a horrifying tale of the wars and what happened between the peoples when they met. Kind of the Europeans coming over and uh, fighting the people already here. It's just a story of that. Very, like, it's a very good song and it tells a very good story. But personally, I don't think it's even close to being one of the best Maiden songs. It comes off to me more so as a great track, but not an amazing track, if that makes sense. And I mean, the solos in the song are amazing and the vocals are amazing. But there's just something about this song that's not, like, it's not better than these other ones ahead of it, and I'll explain. So, moving on to number seven. And I, this is ironic. I didn't even do this on purpose. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Swear I didn't do it on purpose. I'm, I'm just looking now. This song at the beginning of Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, the album, it's like, I think the fourth track, absolutely is the reason why that album is probably my second favorite Maiden album. It keeps the momentum with the first tracks rolling while also getting ready to transition into the eventual The Evil Men Do. It's just one of those tracks that is so essential and it sold the album for me. I think that's why it's on here. Besides that, I just like it a little more than Run to the Hills because I don't, I, it's hard to even explain. There's just something about that song that just, it's like two parts almost. Run of the Hills is like one just giant song. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son sounds like it's almost two songs. There's a beginning, then there's an end. It, it, I wouldn't be surprised if they wrote it as two songs. I've done no research on it. Then at number six, we have Moonchild. This starts out Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. And my goodness, does this... This song is the equivalent of tying a rope around your ankle while the horse just starts running, and you're now along for the ride for the rest of the album. It doesn't matter if you had plans to be. You're now along for the ride after listening to Moonchild because you're, you're stuck now in this world. You, no matter what, are listening to the rest of this album because you have to, not because you want to. And it's a great, it just hooks you in, and I think it's the best song on the album, and it definitely starts it out with a bang. Number five. This is where we get interesting. We got The Trooper. Ask me two years ago, please. Hey, Jacob, what's your favorite Iron Maiden song? Ah, it's The Trooper, of course. No, no, it's kind of, it sounds a little more bland to me than it used to. It tells, it's kind of like, uh, it's sort of the whole valley of death concept. Or maybe not the valley, like the field of death or something. I don't know the exact story, it's not coming to me. It's written about a poem about an English light infantry that gets absolutely wrecked by a Russian infantry. And from there, they, they get slaughtered. It's a great song, though. In although it does, like Run to the Hills, it tells a very chilling tale. But it does so in a creative way through how they tell the story. And I think everyone knows this song for the most part. It's probably maybe the most popular Iron Maiden song. I, don't quote me on that. I think it is probably. But it's kind of even become an anthem. Amazing song. Really good. Just it sounds a little more bland to me than it used to. Number four. The Number of the Beast. This song is like what you need in your CD player when you're driving down a highway. It's, it's something to sing to, it's something to yell to, and it doesn't disappoint. This album, 
which it, it this is the probably I guess on this list I have it as the second best song on the album. You probably know what number one is. But when you start that next side, the side two on the vinyl, and this song comes on, you know the second half of the vinyl is just going to be an absolute anarchy show. You don't know what's going to be hitting you next. And for this, the first half of 666 Number of the Beast, the album, is kind of all right. There's not really any studs on it. But you get to that second side, and this song tells you that. This song tells you the second side is different. It's not the first side. You, you should have stayed on the first side if you never wanted to explore much more. Number three, Fear of the Dark. I think this song's 12 minutes. Let's look. No, actually, it's only seven. I thought it was way longer. My bad. My bad. I'm tired. It's been a long day. Fear of the Dark is also kind of become an Iron Maiden anthem in the sense that you know, it's one of those echoed songs like Fear of the Dark. Then they put the microphone out and everyone sings Fear of the Dark. It's become one of those kind of songs. And I wish I could experience that as it'd probably be really cool. But this song could potentially be their actual best song. I just personally like two more songs in it. The album itself it's on is kind of weak. Fear of the Dark's kind of a weak album personally, but this song definitely doesn't disappoint. So if you buy the vinyl, just play this track then. I don't know, preserve preserve that one track. All the other ones can get scratched up with this one. Just make sure you got this one clean because it'll sound great forever. Next. Number two is Alexander the Great. This one's less of a chilling tale and more of a conqueror who conquered those he wished to. This song is epic. You got the epic intro. Then you get into just almost... The, the vocals just shine through. I love the vocals in this song. The way he sings. The way he betrays Alexander the Great. The way he just says fear in the hearts of men. He just, he's selling Alexander. And you should definitely be buying. You should be sold on this man's story. It's just a phenomenal song. He's just, he's explaining his life. He's trying to sell you on the fact he was this amazing leader. And just amazing this track even closes very epically with the whole way with how he died and that's the end and he left such a legacy number one none of you should be surprised if anyone's surprised please just just close your phone close your computer so hallow be thy name is number one not only is this the best iron maiden song if I were to make a list of the top 10 metal songs, this would definitely be up there, and maybe even be number one. This song is phenomenal. The bells, the atmosphere, the haunting singing, the length of the song is perfect. It conveys, you believe you are this man being walked to his death, as he's terrified of what awaits him. You feel like you're, the priest is coming up to you and he's praying for you as you're about to leave to the next world. That's how this song feels. You are put into this character and you feel the haunting vibes that you're feeling. And there's just a sense of just disconnect within this man uh, he's, as he's trying to believe what's happening to him. I don't know. This song, I've there's very few songs that I can connect to in a sense that I can feel like I'm in the whole 
scene of what's going on because of how well the song narrates it, I feel like I'm there. This song just drags you in and doesn't let you go. There's something about it that's just haunting as well. And this closes 666 Number of the Beast. And they should have called this album Hallow Be Thy Name. Because it's the damn best song on it. 666 Number of the Beast is fine, but this song is the selling point. This song is why metal's amazing. And this song is why you should listen to metal. You can't get much better than this song. Hell, in fact, I'm going to listen to it right after we're done this. That's how good it is. If you want an atmospheric song that puts you in a person's shoes, this is the one to listen to. Anyways, guys, this is the Halloween edition of Benchwarmers Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Thank you for listening. And this was the Top 10 Iron Maiden songs. God bless, praise Christ. And again, please support the show. Like us on Facebook. Share us. Do whatever you want. We, we, we just want you to share us. We want the world to know about us. You were listening to Benchwarmers Club's Sports and Entertainment Podcast. You just listened to Benchwarmers Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you listen again. Until then, God bless, praise Christ, and thank you for listening to the show.